What is up, everyone? Welcome to Pies Cards Podcast, the show where we break down the video game news of the week. My name is Fonzie. I'm joined by my co-host, Gavaroni Jones. Gavaroni, how are you doing? You know, I miss the masks. I'm, I'm you do? Too, people, people look at me now. They used to look at me like, you know, that looks like a normal person. And then I took out the mask and then I go, ah! <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there's times where I just don't want to show people my face. Like, I think about that often now when I go back to the store. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't want to show you anything. You don't deserve anything. Does this, now, did it affect, you have uh, uh, resting, yeah, I'll help you move your couch face. <laughs> um, do I apparently you, do. And, yeah, I hate it. Do you Do you find people are, are, are you know, were, le- were less friendly uh, when you were wearing the mask? I don't know, because then it's all on your eyes, right? And that's mm-hmm. the whole thing of, I think I would, because I'm dealing with people at my job, mm-hmm. I would try and make my eyes friendlier because I didn't have my smile. But I'm always thinking that people are going to think that I'm um, like looking too aggressive at them. So I try and make sure, especially when it's like customer service, I'm trying to be like, mm-hmm. what's a friendly looking face? And so when you don't have the mouth, I think my eyes are just like way too open. And I'm just like, <laughs> hey, overcompensating. But so I'm sure I was doing a lot of that with the mask. Kind eyes. How does one do kind That's the thing. Eyes? I don't know. I just go more open, I guess, is more what a kind eye is. Mm-hmm. Or winking at them. I was winking at everybody. <laughs> Left or right. Yeah. What's the, 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 what's her name, Bluth from uh, Arrested Development? Wink. The mom, yeah. She'd always I can't remember how she It was with her it prescription wrong. pills. She thought that it, it was, um, I think it was like to not take. Yeah, it's not the drowsy symbol. Yeah, it's, it's the, something else. the winking. <laughs> Subtle. Oh, to not take with alcohol, just yeah. like a winky like <laughs> suggestion. But yeah. Oh man, but how, how you? Been? I've been good. Um, I've been. Um, it's been a week. Yeah, without the mask, and I've been mm-hmm. walking around, and it feels weird. Mm-hmm. I think again because I'm seeing uh, faces, and I have to like remember how to react with other people's faces, like what face I should wear too. Yeah, because I wasn't really keeping uh, care of my beard. During during COVID, and I, think I, when it, I fucking disagree, <laughs> sir. I I wasn't at least when uh, like personally, I was thinking like I wasn't taking care of it. Mm-hmm. So I think the first day back to the shop, I was like, oh shit, yeah, I don't have the mask on. And it was just like it felt really gnarly and gross, and I was yeah. like, okay, well, I guess I'm wrong with it. Or sometimes when the top hair goes lower into the mouth, sometimes I let it roll because nobody can see it. But then I'm oh, at work. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like just a mouth of hair, basically. <laughs> Such a weird feeling, but. <laughs> Also, at the same time, kind of fun, but not really, but kind of. Yeah. You just leave it there for a couple of days. Weeds are weird, but <laughs> I know I can't shave it. It's like, I always tell my family, because they're like, oh, what if you know you go back to being clean shaven? It's like, no, this creates a chin for me by when, shaving it. So when I is the last it. time you've been clean shaven? I mean, dude, it's been a long time, <laughs> like 10 years. Oh. Easily 10 years, yeah. I mean, maybe when we first met, and even then, like, you get, I, I, I think you were saying it back then, you like... You get five o'clock shadow by noon. Yeah, yeah. I had a mustache in sixth grade. <laughs> it's like that a full blown. Yes, one hundred percent true. And it wow. sounds looking back, it's like oh, that's a cool thing. You might look older, but as a kid, that's the last thing I want to do is stand out or just be the only kid with a fucking mustache <laughs> in middle school. I hated it, but it's just my. That's me, man. I I mean, at least you were a dude. Otherwise, it would have been. <laughs> it could arc it start a trend or something, <laughs> or do the Frida like one eyebrow thing oh, and rock yeah. that. Now, did the other kids have you like trying to buy alcohol for them in the third no, grade? That's the thing. I never really, <laughs> no one ever had me do that. I think mm-hmm. I just felt weird about attempting to mm-hmm. do that because I would imagine, you know, like the president's there and there's, you know, a full SWAT team outside because right. I'm trying to attempt to buy Bush Light or whatever. How much trouble um, do you even think you get for? I don't know. I think it's more on the place selling you the alcohol. They want to avoid any drama. So right. they like would really check your ID and stuff. And it's really on them because once it's bought, 
than I guess. Well, although if you like drive your car drunk and like crash and die, if they can track the beer somehow to that place, they might be in a bunch of shit. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's a fine because I know um, back in Ellensburg, there was this place called the Oak Rail, uh, aptly nicknamed the Coke Rail. Um, but they <laughs> nice. they got they got like while I was there, I only lived in Ellensburg for like two years. And I think they got fined like five times. Oh, wow. And there was a point where they're like, no, you just don't get to have a bar anymore. Yeah, I know. I've heard of you having your license revoked if it's enough mm-hmm. times because yeah. you obviously don't take it seriously. But it's nuts. That's why I always buy a beer for kids, you know, every chance I get. But how, how's your week been, Gavin? Oh, been good. Yeah, it's been what two weeks. A lot of stuff happening. Just, just moving. Uh, you know, and when I'm not been moving with... for a while. Are you putting one item I, in the box at a time? And I'm then bad next at box? moving, man. I'm, I'm bad at moving. Uh, but it's also like my car is shit for moving. I don't have much of a back seat. Um, mm. so we're getting there. I'm, I'm almost done. Um, and then uh, well, you still need the muscle. You mentioned you need big pop. Yeah, fonts, you probably, know. probably Wednesday. I'm down. Um. But aside from that, just playing a bunch of Elden Ring, and then we got Tunic coming up here a sec. We'll talk about that. We both been yeah. playing that. Yep. Um, yep. That's a ton of fun. And yeah. have you been getting any better at Elden Ring? Yes. Ooh, you have. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. I'm definitely not. Uh, you know, I'm definitely not an expert because I'll I'll go to I'll visit our our warehouse to do some IT work at the warehouse. And he's like, oh, you're using that one sword I told you about. I'm like, yeah. He's like, don't you love the teleporting ability? I'm like, what are you talking about? In the sword? Yeah. So I was like, it. so most items have an ability. Sometimes you can customize it. And so I got this special curved sword that's just big and does a lot of damage. Mm. Uh, I need to find this place because I've talked to her before, but I haven't summoned her. Oh, this um, like fall area? Yeah. Is there seasons in the areas change or they look like they look? Uh, they just look like they look. Gotcha. So I know where this area is. I don't know where the fuck this is. Right. Um, really got the gameplay tra- trailer. It's from Bandai Namco, so I want to say it's early on, but you can go anywhere though. So not sure. Definitely don't know where the fuck that thing is. I'm I'm glad though. This area has well, this is the area with like the three story high bears. The bears, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't fuck with the bears. But you find yourself like uh having more success at this yeah i also apparently he's uh, one of my coworkers is saying like the starting area is not the first area i went to is there a uh, quote-unquote starting like where the game would prefer you to start there i mean different areas have different difficulties so it helps to go oh, kind of in order gotcha so you're not getting murdered i disagree there's no way that's right that being said i went to the area that he says is supposed to be the starting area and yeah i'm i'm just breezing through stuff okay um so i don't is it because you already kind of leveled up Someone yeah, before you got there? I'm definitely leveled up. I have decent equipment. Uh, aside from my armor, that sucks. Um, but I'm yeah, I'm 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 still really enjoying it. This is like this is this game is the combat what Breath of the Wild is the puzzles, and I'm just just Ooh. give me more. Just I just want to explore and find new stuff to kill, and I don't care if I get I want something for killing something. I don't care if I want if I actually need it, right? Like if it's I if I can't use it, that's that's fine. I just killed the thing, right? So it's a lot of fun. I still wonder if you would like it or not. That's oh, I have the opportunity to get that cool dragon's head spell. Damn. Um, but I I'd have to like super. I'd be like leveling forever just to be able to use it. I am more and more interested. I was reading this was last week. There was mm-hmm. an update that was kind of controversial. It sort of nerfed certain things, mm-hmm. and some people were saying it's basically not speedrunnable. Uh, at this point, after the speed run, but did you notice a difference in this update? Well, the way I heard it described is like you can still it, you're just going to change your speed run tactic because they they took they nerfed this weapon that was super overpowered, 
And um, but the other problem with it, because it's so overpowered, it becomes a PvP problem. Oh, okay. So you just walk into someone's thing and kill them. Gotcha. Now that's after the update or before? Before the update. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because I did read there was some stuff that were gonna affect yeah, PvP. Yeah. But it's still I think the fact that it is so open, there's just stupid amounts of content in this, and I just like finding these little dungeons. Yeah. It's 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 a ton of fun. You just go have adventures because fuck it, that's fun. <laughs> I did see um someone had speed run the game, I think before the update, uh, and they beat it in like twenty eight, thirty minutes. I have no clue how they do that. I, I don't know either. <laughs> I'm assuming that at least getting to the credits doesn't take that is, uh, you know, longer than that. But somehow they cheesed it to where they were able to speed run it, which is nuts. But um, I was watching, uh, I'll get these clips every once in a while Mm -hmm. of boss battles. And the bosses just look so really freaking cool. Yes. That it's hard to forget about this game, even though I, you know, keep telling myself it's too hard. But there was this boss with a spider crab guy with like a skeleton face. But there was like a space background behind him. It just looked so awesome. I haven't got to that one yet. That sounds fun. But if somebody explained like from game spot how to beat it, I was like, okay, <laughs> everything went way over my head, but it just looks so cool. Yeah. But that's the thing with all these games. The uh, enemies just look so interesting and unique where it's like, I want to play this game. Yeah, you might like it. I think you might. I got frustrated with the first dungeon and I think you might too. Um, but I guess the thing you just have to get used to is that it's fine if you die. If you lose all your souls, yeah, it kind of sucks the first time. But then like I would use if I have zero souls, I'm just going to go explore and die willy-nilly because it doesn't matter anymore. True. So with that first castle just being gargantuan and so big and honestly kind of hard to explore, I got better at exploring it and and kind of found my own little routes. And I probably I probably left like at least twenty five percent of that dungeon unexplored. Okay. Um, but I found the Kool Aid Man, so that that's all that matters. Yeah, okay, <laughs> he's in there and he kicks your ass. I'm yeah. sure. Uh, now playing this mm-hmm. compared to Tunic. Um, what do you think? Are they apples and oranges, but are there, are you having fun playing Tunic and do you have any thoughts back to Elden Ring? I think the biggest thing is it's really hard to switch back and forth. And I, 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 I try and play a little bit of each, each night, but like the control schemes are almost backwards. Um, so like I want, I, I've been playing Tunic and then I go back to Dark Soul or not Dark Souls, but, uh, um, Elden Ring, Elden Ring. And I go to Dodge Roll and I use a potion. Oh yeah. Cause I know with Tunic, you can map whatever you want. Right to be on the actual button so you can move the sword and potions around. But you're saying it's, and it's always the case where if you're trying to play multiple games, at least for me at once, there's that disconnect and I find it's not worth it where I just kind of stick with one and then move over. Right. And I think the fact that they're both souls like, well, this, I don't know. It's, I mean, this is my, Elden Ring is my first Soulsborne style game. And this does feel so different. Yeah. It's got a stamina meter. Yeah. The enemies have slightly tricky patterns. I feel like it's a Fisher Price, I guess, version of Elden Ring. Sure. But for me, being the kid, uh, I think this is still tough. Like I'm playing it, and um, but it's the, I imagine the way people that play Elden Ring they they feel this way, where it's hard enough, but makes you intrigued to keep trying to, and then right. you keep getting chipping away and getting further and further and unlocking more stuff. Mm-hmm. I get that success here with Tunic. I haven't with those Souls games, right? But um, playing this also makes me think like maybe. You know, I would like uh, some of these Souls games, or especially Elden Ring, but I'm having a lot of fun playing mm-hmm. Tunic. Have you unlocked any new? I haven't gotten any. I so I got the sword. I haven't gotten much further than that. Do you have any? Oh, well, I got the lamp. That's my newest thing. Do yeah, you have... I have the lamp, and okay. I have. I keep finding these various items that I don't know what they are until I use them. And so I found like oh, there's okay. an ice bomb. That I didn't know what ha- that it was an ice bomb until I like froze myself. But I got a little <laughs> achievement for doing that. 
nice. um, which you can throw at enemies. I found there's the dynamite, which is early on. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. I keep um, finding items that I think are more long-term, like they build up. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing that's really cool about Tunic is you find these pages that are very much like uh, from an NES like booklet of a game. It's like right. it, that's where you'd go to the look at for more information. Mm-hmm. You unlock these pages, and in those pages, you'll see like a, this little item equates to whatever, like two times your health or whatever if you stack them up. So there's stuff like that where I'm starting to learn more as I collect them. But I just like the fact that you don't know what the hell's going on. Oh, what the fuck? This is early on. I haven't seen this. I think that's near where I'm at too, but I definitely haven't gone that direction. You know what? I didn't backtrack much once I got the sword. And so I think that's how they're finding it. Because once you have that sword, you can cut the brush. And I didn't do that at the very beginning. I didn't go back down. So I think that's how they found them. But there are these monks that are shooting at you <laughs> that I didn't see in the early the first time I played through. Jesus Christ. But I love the it's like very much a callback to Zelda mm-hmm. and from like every aspect of it, but it makes you feel like I'm playing Zelda for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Just like exploring and not knowing what the hell like you're finding and then kind of figuring out along the way. I would be very curious to see what kids would think of this. I, I still think kids could play this. It's still pretty approachable. Um, even though it is hard you do have to be patient i still haven't figured out these fucking circle sword guys attack yeah with the sword it's kind of easier to to block and then jump Mm -hmm. in um we have uh dot zyke in the chat asking if they if we missed the hogwarts legacy talk uh it's on the docket we're getting there towards the gaming news but we'll talk about some hogwarts legacy Mm. um i know nothing of hogwarts legacy yeah so there's a state of play where they um they dropped like a half hour gameplay footage of it and Sony uh, didn't buy WB. That's they did not. Right. That was okay. the sort of rumor that fell apart right before rumor. people realized it wasn't the the actual blog post wasn't what saying what we thought it was. But mm-hmm. but yeah, that's a little bit later on. But Tunic, man, I'm digging it. I'm at the point right now where I think I found I guess the first boss in the game. It's a boss oh. that like everything locks behind you and you have to fight this guy. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty tough. He's pretty tough, but just like and that's what I loved about Celeste, and I imagine it's the same with the Souls games where he would instantly kill me. I kept trying, and then I could see myself getting a quarter of his health. Okay, then on the next couple of playthroughs, half of his health. Then the last quarter of his health. And I'm like, okay, I still haven't beat him, but I can see the path. That's and awesome. I love that feeling when I, when you actually nail it with the game. And I know that's what people love about the Souls game, so it's like I got to give those games another chance. Did you? So one thing I will say I didn't like about the reviews specifically for this game is everyone gave away – a lot of reviewers were saying, hey, I got to the first boss – and I was just getting decimated. And then after I beat him, I found out how to level up because I wasn't reading the instructions closely enough. I'm sure that was happening to me too. So then I, so I was, every time I got, in, because of that note, every, I was reading the instructions every single time I got a new one looking for how to level up. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm pretty fucking powerful and I still haven't found the first boss yet. Oh, really? I need to learn how to level up because you do get those, mm-hmm. the actual book of information every time as you're I walking around. This the, is the first boss. This is uh, not. So there's another one. It's oh. like even beefier than this guy. I've not fought this guy. Um, but it's like that, like on steroids. Mm-hmm. But um, you find these booklets that reveal stuff. But I do, I love and I hate this because in the mm-hmm. in the text on this on the pamphlet, mm-hmm. it's all like weird hieroglyph characters. Right. And then there's every once in a while there's one that's actually like in English or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to piece it together, which is still fun. Yeah. But they overall I'll tell you what's going on. Also, the art in those booklets is uh, great. I love how they look and it just reminds you of like an old NES booklet, like like the first Zelda one. Takes you right back to the childhood. Yeah, right. That's it's so cool. I'm loving it. I'm glad they stuck it out because this game has been in development for I believe it is eight years. 
I uh, I recently saw a tweet uh, when they because they stealth dropped this where it came out uh, then and there on Game Pass. Uh, it was um, IED or ID at Xbox where they had mm-hmm. like an indie showcase and they just dropped it, fully released it. Um, but somebody had tweeted like, I'm going to be bummed not being able to play this at every PAX as I've been able to do for like the past <laughs> such and such years. Because you're right. Yeah, they've been working on it for so long. Yeah. But it's dope. I'm not sure the, I forget the name of the dev, but they're definitely on my radar after this because this is awesome. Well, you got to leave them on that radar for another eight years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe they could staff up after this. I imagine they could and maybe somebody acquires them. I don't know. But um, I'm sure they can. You know, hopefully work on something a little bit faster, but maybe not and take your time because these games are awesome. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's really all that I've been playing this week. Uh, last time we met, I finished uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, I did watch that uh, no clip doc about oh, um, Black Mesa. So I was trying to play more Black Mesa over the week, but my PC was being really dumb where I couldn't stream my gameplay to my TV. It was a whole thing. Huh. Yeah. And like, I didn't want to take my PC over there. So it was just, it was a, uh, it should show, but uh, it makes you think. I want that Steam Deck so I can play on my couch, play on the TV. Bam. Uh, well, you've been watch. Uh, if you've been watching anything, though, I did watch this terrible movie. Oh, sure. Um, but it was the newer Resident Evil movie that came out a couple months ago. So it's called Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City. I think you told me this was the thing, and I promptly forgot. I know you, yeah, thing. and I, I, I don't, uh, I don't. Um... Yeah, this looks familiar. Yeah, I can understand why you'd forget because it's. Just the way it was marketed too, but it had you know potential. I think people ended up digging this. It made um, a good amount of money apparently at the box box office. But and you could say it's like the most uh, true Resident Evil uh, game or movie to game, game to movie that we've seen before. Because like the original movies didn't do that. With uh, I feel like the original original one did. The first one did, but even then they still played on aspects of they're in a mansion for five seconds and then they're in that like underground layer. Right. This one is like very much beat for beat. They're following the first and second game. Right. Um, and they have actual characters there from the movies. It's cool, and like that's its strongest point. But otherwise, the movie is just like um, not fun to watch. Can it's... we just skip to Resident Evil Seven for the movies? You 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 think yeah, or like trying to portray Resident Evil Four in a movie? But mm-hmm. I don't know. They're trying to do too much by putting two movies, two games into one. Uh... Maybe if they had the time, if they focus on the first game, they would have just been able to flesh things out more. But it's just very cheesy. Like the performances are super cheesy. The logic that's going on is just. It's tough, man. But um, it's they made it, and I don't know where it's gonna go. If they made enough to make a sequel, or what have you? But it's just pretty bad. There you go. But you gave it a shot. I did. I had to give it a shot. I thought uh, in the beginning of the movie, like the first ten minutes, mm-hmm. it's happening in the '90s. So somebody walks by a TV that's playing Golden Girls, and um, I thought that was the best part of the movie that they played Golden <laughs> Girls for five seconds. It was something completely different. <laughs> that's that was the redeeming quality of the movie. <laughs> Um, itchy fists is that what that blood said itchy something itchy Itchy, scratchy scratchy or itchy hungry yeah people are slowly losing their mind turning to zombies in this world like umbrellas poisoning the water so Uh they're kind of like slowly turning and then they turn gotcha but the cgi especially for this monster at the end is very bad that is some bloodshot level cgi right no bloodshot it's still better than bloodshot that's the thing it's like it's such a huge property give them as much money as they need because or maybe they don't because those original that original line of movies with mila jovovich i don't think they put a lot of money into those but they made a ton (laughs) so maybe they're trying to follow that same mantra of like put bare minimum and nerd's gonna go see it but it's just it could have been so much better because they're trying to actually follow the games this time and it still sucked Mm -hmm. so i don't know what you do but yeah watch that what about you uh 
watched a bunch of stuff. The only thing really of note that that I need you to get you on the train for is Project Adam on Netflix. Project Adam. Oh, with, with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, who's always Ryan Reynolds. Was he Ryan Reynolds in this movie too? He was extra Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he has a little Ryan Reynolds. Oh, okay. Um, who's trying to keep up with him and doing a decent job. It's Project Adam. Right? Project Adam. I watched the trailer and it looked there was the, some promise in it. I think it was is really good. Um, it's sort of like a Back to the Future esque plot, but they're not too worried about um, the timeline. There's the basically they're saying like, hey, if we if we do the thing, it'll it'll fix itself. Sure. So we just gotta complete the mission. Um, but the story was really good, and these characters are really well acted. So I super duper liked it. Yeah. So highly highly recommend if you wanna if you wanna feel good action romp. And that's the vibe I got from the trailer. So I wouldn't be mad at all at them providing just that. I thought it was, you know, I, I do like Ryan Reynolds. As much as I give him shit for being the same guy, he's also, he nails that person because he's always that person. So I'm always down to watch him. One thing in my mind, though, due to the way, like, I think the lighting and the way it's polished, I kept thinking it was a Disney movie. And then he keeps saying, fuck. Oh, really? Like, he so swears it- a decent amount. It's not like in your face, but occasionally I'm just like, oh, they said fuck in a Disney movie. I wonder if it's R or PG because I think with PG thirteen you get one fuck, I and it's like it's how R. you say it. But Even like, though what, the violence isn't bad, I see it might just be the PG thirteen then. Uh, when we watched the Batman in theaters, um, which I watched again over the weekend, <laughs> uh, they yeah. do say fuck in the in the movie. But and I always I remember seeing that it's like they got Man. that one and they can they could say it only once when it's PG thirteen. Who says fuck? It's not Professor or Professor <laughs> Commissioner Gordon. It's like the guy <laughs> above him. X. Professor Gordon. Uh, it's oh, the guy okay. above him. He says uh, he says happy fucking Halloween to Batman. <laughs> yeah. That's a good use. That's a good right, use. Right, right. That was a good movie. That was a, that oh was yeah. A lot of fun. I watch it again, man. I love it. I love it. I could watch it uh, weekly. <laughs> it's tough though. I ha- I had someone ask me. I was like, do I recommend? Like his students hated it. And I'm like, I don't think this one's for everyone. It's Students, one of my favorite. like, what age? He's a, uh, I think he teaches high schoolers. Okay. But it's like. They hated it? They hated it. What did they hate about it? I don't know. Maybe the soft. It does have a fucking soft focus on every single shot. The edges are blurry. I'm sure his high school students <laughs> weren't that critical. <laughs> but, like, the action scenes were good. Yeah, they're dope. So, I don't know. That Batmobile. I love that Batmobile. Mm, that's a good Batmobile. Damn. You got um, Zoe Kravitz in it. I don't know what else you want. Mm-hmm. You got Zoe Kravitz in it. What the hell else? What can we do? I don't know, man. Nah, I don't know. But yeah, I, I've seen some. I think overall people dug it, but I've seen yeah. some wishy-washy or hate online. But mm-hmm. what can you do? It's made a ton of money. It's already at like five hundred million. Um, it's incredible how well it's doing. Five hundred million. Yeah, and it's a three-hour movie in the pandemic, so it's like it goes quick though. I feel that way, like especially the third time. I feel like it goes faster. Um, even though I know what's coming, I just like to see what's happening because I love the the visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, clean bunny in the chair. Um, Swede Sparrow was mentioning about Resident Evil. Um, uh-huh. That nothing compares to the original ones, especially with Mo- Mila Jovovich. Like she's my probably my first crush, where I became I, a sentient, you know, I, boy. Where I was like, oh god. That's I didn't a woman. realize the reason she's in like a bunch of these movies because her husband's the director. He is. Yeah, <laughs> Anderson something I think is his name. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I don't know if they met afterwards or whatever, but yes. I don't think they did. Okay, well, <laughs> either way, she kills it. But yeah, she yeah. might have had it was you know first audition or something. <laughs> that works. Dibs, right? But again, we'll jump into, into the some uh, into the some news because I see we got a, a Wario sixty four up there. I'll be excited for that. Always coming in with the hotness. Oh, we got two Wario sixty fours. Yes, we do have some two oh, Wario. Some hot goss. Let's talk about Ghostwire Tokyo. 
So that's dropping this week, and the reviews came out. So right now it's sitting at a uh, 78 Metascore, mm-hmm. Metacritic. Um, it's kind of all over the place. Uh, IGN gave it a 7. Uh, video Game 24-7 gave it a 4 out of 5. Game Informer an 8. But um, I'm super stoked for this. So I already just uh, pre-ordered the, the game over the weekend. But um, I'm going to switch to... Yeah, it looks like play. Babish. It could be. It could be Babish. <laughs> But this one we lightly talked about the last time. Do you have much interest in it? Because it's going to be on PC. I don't know. Like there was so a review I watched this morning for it. Uh, they were pretty critical. Uh, he described it as basically like a walking simulator where occasionally you get in a fight and that feels weird. Um, huh. I guess the movement fairly sluggish. Uh, but I don't, you know, you just never know. I don't necessarily agree with that critic 100% of the time. Gotcha. But he's probably the closest to my taste. I mean, they show a lot of the action points, but maybe it takes too long to get there. I did see IGN kind of saying the combat can be repetitive, but then the yeah. strong side of the game is the environments and the characters and how just unique everything looks and how you want to stay in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you have this bow and arrow, you're doing your like cool magic stuff with your hands. Fighting your Slendermans. Right, find the Slendermans. It seems like there's enough there. Either way, I'm on board. I mean, I pre-ordered this. I'm super stoked to play it. Oh, did you? Yeah. Nice. But um, I'm excited. But uh, it's got kind of okay reviews. We'll see what happens. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully it may just be a person-to-person thing, and hopefully... That's always, yeah, the risk yeah. with these, with getting the reviews early. But um, we'll see. Either way, I'm on board. Hmm. But that's coming out this week. Nice. We got. We were talking about uh, Resident Evil, so we got some more news on Resident Evil, mm-hmm. which is this. So we got uh, Resident Evil live action uh, Netflix series. This was already announced, Ooh. and we kind of talked about it, but just like the last movie we talked about, we forgot about it. Yep. So it's coming out July fourteenth, but it's a live action Netflix TV show that is taking place in that Resident Evil franchise in that universe. But it's happening 30 years after the original um, storyline or, or original game. Who's this? They said Wesker is going to be. Yeah. So it's this guy here. Lance Reddick is going to be Wesker. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that guy can just take any overall. Oh, he's dope. Yeah. And they have the full cast here. Um, I don't know exactly who's playing who, but um, this was from a while ago. So we've had more cash reveal stuff since. But that was June. This is the original post, but it's coming out uh, in July. I don't recognize a goddamn one of them aside from yeah i think they're kind of i wouldn't say newer but like younger actors that are on the scene but you got lance reddick there too well, hopefully they kind of prove themselves here i'm hoping if netflix is behind the um, chair they can make better decisions so it doesn't shit the bed in my opinion like the, <laughs> the movie we just watched uh sure. balkan raccoon city uh-huh. but um it is such a cool world it's like you could tackle all these different points in the in the series like you can follow the family like the i forget their name but from seven you can go with leon in and four it's like you can do so much with it so i think there's a room i don't know if this really ties back to that movie i don't think it does i think this is his own thing hmm. but yeah that is happening yeah so god bless him he, he can do his own thing he's super famous but like he honest to god can't really pull off converse think so <laughs> That looks very odd on him. A little bit like after school teacher, like cool teacher. You know, he's going to put the chair backwards and talk to you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's going to be Wesker in that. It's coming out soon. Um, Gavin, I don't know if you heard about some of the Perfect Dark um, reboot studio issues. Just heard about it today. Uh, okay, so let's move on to that. The world's first quadruple A. Yeah, so the actual article here is from IGN. As I pull up my B-roll, 
So IGN has it. Uh, a new report suggests that Microsoft's The Initiative, the studio developing a reboot of Perfect Dark, has suffered significant staff departures over the past 12 months. Staff are reportedly leaving the company due to a lack of creative autonomy and slow development progress. The report notes that around 34 people have quit within the last year, including much of the senior design team. Reasons given for the staff departures predominantly include a feeling that the, the studio was not a collaborative place to work. Staff apparently felt unheard by their seniors on issues such as development priorities, project planning, and staff team staffing. The alleged result of this was a project that developed painfully slow and a lack of company culture. So not a great update because this game is still on the horizon. Yeah. And we haven't heard a lot about it since. Like this was one that every time we uh, tackled what we were going to see at the Game Awards, mm -hmm. it was on our list because they showed this off. I guess it was in 2020, so it wasn't that long ago. But like we didn't get anything last year, the year after that, or I guess we we're on the cusp of this next year, but um, not a lot of updates from this. Mm -hmm. And it's apparently in a little trouble. I don't know if they've kind of figured it out since then, but um, yeah. I mean, if it just made the news, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, that being said, I go there. I think this goes to show you. So this was supposed to be, you know, the most expensive studio out there. This is the um, one you always mentioned because they call it the quadruple A studio. Yeah, that's super annoying. <laughs> yes. But this goes to show you, like, even if you hire the best talent in the world, software and games, they're hard to fucking direct and manage. Like, this this stuff is tough. It's its, its own beast, and, and it's hard to do. So, Especially the scale. I imagine they're trying to pull off, uh, you know, a huge scale yeah. with the staffing and this project in general. Yeah. Um, and your new studio too, where it's like you haven't figured out the grooves to follow with put, pumping this stuff out. Right. So it is, it's not good, but um, hopefully they can turn it around. They might need to take some more time, maybe two more years from now. Oh, for sure. Um, At least. Yeah. But um, it's rough. Um, maybe they would have been better suited not bringing back this title back to life because I don't see if there's, <laughs> I don't imagine there's a huge demand for it. It's really just to have that end screen be perfect dark. Like that's what we, that's what's cool about this reveal trailer. But otherwise they could have made their own thing and I think people would have been excited. Right. But yeah, some troubles there. We'll cancel this. We'll bring back Killer Instinct. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And that's another one that now that was still rare, was it not? Yes. And has there been any interest? Because they're just now full force into, um, into the pirate game, which I think is successful for sure. It's been like five years now. So rare didn't actually make the reboot. It was made by, uh, so it was made by two companies because originally it was one, and I can't remember if the first one was Iron Galaxies or if Iron Galaxies gotcha. is the one that got handed off. To the them. Galaxies one sounds familiar. I can look it up right I now. I think they might have been the second developer. Now this is just Killer Instinct in general. What was the year? Twenty thirteen. Damn, that long ago. Jesus. So we have a publisher, so developer Double Helix, and then right. Iron Galaxy. Right, and then they handed them off, and it was actually a tremendously smooth uh handoff but I, I remember watching a behind the scenes doc on that and they were saying like they were so proud of the product they made people were loving this game they were just jacked and they're like by the way we're getting sold <laughs> yeah damn that sucks well yeah and i'd love to see a new killer instinct soon yeah um so yes yeah. well that's too bad you, you hope and and it sounds like the people were were promised that they were going to have more autonomy and Right. Yeah, they were going to get their stuff, and now it's just like, nope. Nope, not after all. So we got another, probably not as bad as the Ken Levine situation, but. Yeah, I think with them, they were making stuff and just throwing it away because it wasn't what he wanted to do. Yeah. This isn't polished. Polished? Polished. Yeah. I can talk. <laughs> I'm worse than you, so we don't know, I don't know what we're doing here again. <laughs> we uh, no. So we got some news on CD Project Red's new game, and it's Witcher game. Mm -hmm. So they announced this today. 
um, on a Monday morning for some reason. I think you'd wait this. I think a, a game like this, you'd wait to like, you know, have it at the Game Awards or something. But we got here from IGN. CD Projekt Red confirms a new Witcher game is in development. Will So now here's what's interesting. They're using Unreal Engine 5. So they have their proprietary uh, Red Engine. Um, they're not using it for this game. It's going to be um, uh, Unreal Engine 5. They are going to use um, Project or Red Engine for the DLC for Cyberpunk, which they're still working on. Oh, you can't switch engines mid-game. Yeah, true. Makes total sense. <laughs> you know what? Let's make this even harder by switching. <laughs> well, right when we have the game, right where you know, finally at a playable state. But this next one is, uh, and it's already under development. I wonder. I think they're definitely going to take a lot of time with this game. Sure. Um, with the just the woes they went through with City with uh, Cyberpunk, this one is their bread and butter. It's like you can't screw this up as well. Right. Like they have to take as much time as needed. And I imagine you know they're. Um, investors, anyone hired up would understand. It's like we can't have the same situation. This is the one thing that people want uh, uh, from us, so they can't mess it up. Right. And my hope would be now, uh, Epic the uh, the Unreal Engine is not the end all be all. It is a fantastic engine, and it but it's not just going to fix things just by existing yeah. and being a different engine. That being said, I'm really hoping we have a similar effect that we did with like um outer wild like from fallout to outer wilds where it's like oh what if we had basically a fallout game but it's not constantly buggy and glitchy yeah <laughs> what would that be like right right no that's very true and um there was actually an interesting tweet from one of the main people at digital foundry they were bummed that to see the announcement of them switching to unreal engine 5 because mm -hmm. they spent so much time with that engine with uh, the red engine um just this in-house engine that they've you know calibrated and of course they had issues with uh cyberpunk but it's like you kind of can't beat having your own in-house engine uh -huh. and so moving to something that is everyone else can use which is cool and it's dope and we've seen how awesome the advancements look like but he just missed the seems like the idea of these all these different engines existing is kind of going away it's like everyone's kind of funneled into the same ones and so you don't see maybe the different advancements from engine to engine you would if everyone was using their own i think part of it is just I've forgotten my point. Uh, With like development stuff? I mean, really, it's like a lot of times if you want to do something you need your own engine for, usually it's because you're doing something special. Yeah. And you really need to optimize that particular part of the engine, whereas like a generic off-the-shelf engine isn't going to do that. You're not – you probably shouldn't make an RTS with an Unreal. You can – you probably shouldn't. I see. Um, and with this, like, it would be it'd be kind of cool if they could get on board with like the Horizon guys and use the Horizon engine. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I see what you mean. Where because especially like an open world third person, you know, Unreal can handle that just mm -hmm. fine. So it's like they don't need this proprietary thing, which right. also has its own issues, unless they're pushing the envelope of what can be done. Right. But Unreal is so power now powerful nowadays. It'll knock this out no problem. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited. I never really got into these games, but I still want to see them succeed. Right. I want to see what a new Witcher game would look like. Mm -hmm. They were pretty clear online. This isn't The Witcher 4. It's like, it's a Witcher game. So who knows what characters they follow with, you know, what time frame it happens in. But they're, they made it clear. It's like, this isn't the next Witcher. It is a Witcher game. Do we get a control Siri then? I don't know. Possibly. I know people like that character a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know in the game. She's cool in the show. Yeah, I, I don't know about the game. I assume she's cool in the game. You know, I think you do control her in the in The Witcher Three. I think it was like oh, flashbacks. Oh, right. huh. but uh, I could be wrong. But I know I played the very little I played of it. I feel like I remember that. It's Johnny. <laughs> Fucking Johnny. <laughs> that looks like a Johnny if I ever saw it's one not, right it's, there. It's, oh uh, boy, this kid needs some milk or something. <laughs> he needs some milk. 
Well, you know, let's give a brief update on um, Silent Hill. So we what? had we had sort of an update. What? Where is this going from? Yeah, so I'll, I'll take you down the loop. So uh, Konami has updated Silent Hill trademark in Japan. So that was somewhat big. People are like, okay, they're maybe doing something there. But oftentimes they're just holding on to a legal property. So they, right. they uh, renew that trademark. But um, what also happened uh, two weeks ago was the website for SilentHill.com expired and Konami forgot to renew it. Oh, no. Yeah. So someone else bought it. Yep, as you do. As you do, because actually, people out there actually care. Um, and Konami does not, but um, they have this. Um, they this is the actual website. So instead of anything, they just posted this tweet, <laughs> which is from one of the creators of um, the actual Pyramid Head, and he says, "I wish it had designed fucking Pyramid Head." But now this is the actual website. When you go to signo.com, <laughs> it's that. But yeah, and then they tease this thing here um, last week. So official Konami shop says, "Are you ready for number two? And you look down closer. It's for this limited edition skateboard they're coming out with. Oh, I was going to say, man, I'm always ready to take a number two. I'm just prepared. <laughs> That's your secret. Tell me is that you're always taking a number two. <laughs> but they're almost trolling where it's like, are you ready for two? For Silent Hill 2? It's like, you know, something in that vein. Yeah. Nope, you get a skateboard. But also remember, like, fuck Konami. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh, they just they just don't care. But uh, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Um, let's see, I have Sag Mar Badula, if I'm correct, uh, saying that correctly, in the chat saying, when will this game be released? As far as Hogwarts, holiday 2022. So coming out soon. Oh, or Silent Hill is already out. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> so now moving on, we got Hogwarts Legacy. You're talking about that. Starfield, got an update on Starfield. I saw that. So they're they're going back to the, it's interesting. They said they're going back to a lot of Oblivion mechanics. Yeah, so there's a couple of them that they touch on. Mm-hmm. So I have the B-roll here. B-roll here. The actual we, uh, YouTube vid is into the Starfield. We have sweet Oblivion uh, lockpicking, since that's like the most accurate lockpicking in games. You always mention that. Although you're in the future, so I wonder how they're going to tackle lockpicking. But it's going to be there, right? Because it has to be. Yeah. But uh, here's a breakdown. So this is from VG247. be hacking. Yeah, pretty much. So new Starfield developer diary covers companions, factions, dialogue system, and more. But as the Game Studios has released a new developer diary for Starfield, the team talks about how companies, companions rather, have been improved. You'll be able to. You'll be joined by a companion robot named Vasco, which will make the off-the-cuff comments about something you're looking at or something that just happened. The player dialogue system will be pulled from Oblivion, as Todd Howard notes. This particular dialogue system is definitely one of the most successful ones the studio has had in-game. New technology for character models as well as character creation touched upon in the video, as you'll be able to choose your character traits and, and background. The team also discussed the various factions in the game and how you can join whichever one you fancy. You can even join multiple factions, and this includes the bad guys. So there's a couple of them. There's the United Colonies, Freestar Collective, Raijun Industries, and Crimson Fleet, which are these like space pirates. Yeah, I'm gonna be a space pirate. But they're they're really um I like these little dev updates. I I get the vibe they really really care about this game. Who knows when it comes out? But I get more and more hyped for this game coming out. And they touch upon on this actual, the actual dev diaries called Made for Wanderers. They mentioned the idea of just like role-playing within the game, just like as you play the game on your own, kind of creating the character that you want and just kind of, you know, voicing it on your own too. It's like they want to tap into that and letting people create who they want to be, you know, and kind of make their own story as they're playing the game. That's great. You know, like on paper, like I love hearing that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I'm just hoping that they they get close to that. But I think they're in the same boat um, or a similar situation as CDPR where they have to make sure this thing that people 
Uh, it's a new property, but they have right. to make sure that they follow suit with what why people love Bethesda and Bethesda games. Right. So I think there's a lot of pressure on them, but they understand it. I hope so. I mean, it's it'll be interesting. The role playing thing aspect of it excites me. I liked in Outer Wilds that I was role playing as an absolute dumbass and took every opportunity. <laughs> yeah. But they let you in the dialogue to kind of craft that. That was the best part of that game. Right. Watching my uh, comrades trying to like fix the situation that i just keep fucking up yeah because you'd say something bonkers and they'd be like don't he's just tell us what you want us to do because this guy is just out of here identification please well you're sitting in a guard booth so i'm gonna identify you as a guard <laughs> uh but one thing i i i've got to pray for it because i want it and maybe i'm the only one but they mentioned the space pirates. Can I please get like space battles where like hopping between ships? Like I want my sea of thieves, but in space. That's mm. that's all I want. We're not getting it. We're probably not, not getting with it, this, but I want it. Yeah, not with this game. I would imagine, but maybe they actually focus yeah. on that, which would be really cool. But I just don't see Bethesda doing that. My know? my question will be: Is is Megan gonna be into this? Because I know she's a huge um, Elder Scrolls stan. Um, yeah, but it's really just Elder Scrolls. Like she loves that universe, okay. but especially Skyrim. Like she doesn't have a big interest in playing Oblivion or there's Elder Scrolls Online. Um, she doesn't have a big interest in that. And especially with like Fallout, she more likes to watch me play it, and she's still interested in that world, right. but likes to kind of see it unfold. But with uh, Skyrim, she wants to be the person like following it and and actually playing around in that world. Interesting. But I don't know. Uh, I think this is one where she'd rather just like watch me play it. But um, she could be into it. That's fair. She seems to be a little more into fantasy stuff than yeah. Than I guess sci-fi. she leans more yeah fantasy. And so I'm more of a f- f- sci-fi guy, and that's why like when I see the Harry Potter stuff, I'm like yeah. I hear you. Give them lightsabers, then I'm on board. Right, right. <laughs> but for some reason, I loved Skyrim because I've always been that way where I just don't care about fantasy very much. But mm-hmm. something about it, maybe it was the reviews. It was getting high praise, and I just jumped in. But I got sucked into that world and played just a ton of it and loved it. <laughs> but um, I'm hopeful that they can reach those same highs. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think because of the pressure and they know they need to nail it, that they're going to deliver something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, can't wait. It's very soon. So we're getting November 11th and it's also a Game Pass game, which is nuts, but right. it's part of that deal where it's on Game Pass. That's insane that that's an actual thing that's happening. Yeah. I put it in my notes just to like remember that. It's like, yeah, this is a fucking Game Pass game what and on a, PC. What a big get. And you know, it's still going to be number one seller on Steam. That's the thing. People still buy it on Steam, even though they're like, what? Game Pass? No, I'll buy it. <laughs> They always do that. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> yeah. But that's uh, just a little update. We're going to get more of those, mm-hmm. which I, I can't wait for Xbox's E3 presence. It's not you know E3 anymore, right. but whatever they do for their showcase, you know they're going to show like gameplay of this thing. Because we still oh. haven't seen, we've seen a little trailer snippets of gameplay, but like actually live walkthrough gameplay on set or on stage. I think we're going to get that and it's going to be nuts. I wonder if they'll let you build your own ship. I think you'll be able to somewhat build it, sure. Because you did I, stuff like that already. Because I gave, I could give a shit about building a fort in Fallout Four. No, I did not care either. Yeah. Um, even though apparently that's the quickest way to level up is you like want to construct a building and like construct a bunch of stuff and then deconstruct it and you still get points for that too. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, didn't know that. Um, but this. So making your own ship and customizing it, and yeah. I can be down for that. You have to imagine they've already um, um, dabbed, dipped their toes in it. So yeah. <laughs> right. They should be able to do that. Yes, they already star-dabbed. Uh, Gavin, an update on Mario Kart. So Mario Kart 8 d- Deluxe's booster course pass wave. Too many words. Pass wave 1 <laughs> is available today. Uh, actually, this is last week. Includes eight courses. 
So that um, new DLC from Mario Kart's coming out slowly. So the booster course pass costs twenty four ninety nine. Whoa. Yeah, but that's the full price. So you get all of the courses, which are forty eight of them. But they're gonna slowly come out in waves. Oh, okay. So there's six waves of those courses, but it's forty eight courses for twenty five bucks. That's a lot of courses. That's a lot. That's a uh, fifty cents per course, right? I'm I'm not double checking my math. <laughs> that's crazy though. Right? Uh, yeah. Something do we have on the docket? Just we can touch on it very bright, huh? uh, briefly, but very bright. Uh, I believe today came out uh, Grand Theft Auto, uh, the next the new generation version. Yeah, I've been watching it, and um, I don't know if I'm gonna jump in because I looked at footage and it just looks very much the same. Sure, but I mean, to be fair, this game's already had one next gen update. It did, yeah. I, see, I remember buying it on PS3. It went from PS3 to PS4. And um, you had like a first person mode. I think they added then. I think they maybe added a 60 frame, but maybe it was just like a 30. But then now with this newer update, we get 60 frames. There is ray tracing, which I know Digital Foundry had a breakdown. They said it's it's good for this engine still. Like they mm-hmm. kind of rough out shadows and stuff. Um, but it's just not enough for me to like go back and buy this game again or play it again. So, I mean, the game already looked insane. Yeah, it looks pretty good. looks pretty good. Um, but that did come out. There was, um, so it is cheaper on PlayStation. So if you're getting it on PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5, it's 10 bucks of a, you're basically buying the game again. It's not like an upgrade, it's, but it's 10 bucks. On Xbox, it's 20 bucks. So there is that. They made some kind of deal. Um, but um, it's out and looks cool. I've just played so much of this game. And really, what you're getting is like the, the PC version, which I actually have the PC right, version of it. Right. And I could still, I could probably upgrade it more than, than what's capable on PS5. But yeah. It does oddly remind me. Uh, so Weird West is coming out soon. It's like fully releasing. Yeah, and I so I got a coupon in my email today for like twenty five percent off Ooh. since I beta tested it, and I just found out it's coming out on Game Pass day one. Oh, okay, <laughs> so that's cool. <laughs> Thanks for the coupon, guys. Oh, yeah. Is it now? Sometimes Game Pass is only console and then PC later. Oh, good question. I, I don't wonder know. if that's that. So maybe at least you can use that coupon on the PC version of it. Right. Right. I got. So. Got that Xbox, dude. Unfortunately, the beta test for that really kind of took the air out of my tires. On that I know you're game. saying, yeah, and you were, you were super stoked for that. I was I was jazzed, man, and it just feels clunky. Were they able to, because it was almost like a beta, right? So the, were they able to take any, make any adjustments from people playing it? I guarantee you there's not enough time ah. to make anything substantial. To fix my complaints, no. Yeah. And you think maybe, you'd want something, uh, a pretty much a uh, good change happening to? I, you'd have to rework the combat for me to be happy. Gotcha. So, I see. We're always a, you're a stickler. You're hard ne- to never, never happy. No. All right. <laughs> you're never happy. Take my time off for Death Loop. Play it for like a hundred plus hours, and I'm like, oh, can't <laughs> ah. Yeah, that's one. I don't have any desire to go back to that game, but it's it was, a game. It was good. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fine. All right, Gavin, well, we can end it there for the week. Where can they find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Drunk Depths. Awesome. And keep up the show as well on Twitter at Plastic Card Pod. That's it for us this week. We'll see you next week. Bye.